Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden, and you're listening to Queer Stories. In November 2019, Nayuka Gori guest-curated a Queer Stories event at the Melba Spiegel Tent, hosting it just four days before giving birth to their beautiful twins. Nayuka is a Gunai Kurnai, Gudich Mara, Wiradjuri and Yorta Yorta writer who's been published widely. They were a Wheeler Centre Next Chapter recipient in 2018 and they've written for TV including Black Comedy, Get Kraken and The Heights. My name's Nayuka Gauri. I curated tonight. Tonight's an all-black lineup, and I'm really, yeah, I'm really, really excited to be able to do this. So thank you all for coming. So next up, Tash is a Palawa woman who grew up in Tassie. Um, last time I saw Tash, it was on this stage actually, and she was just being really funny and put a balloon between her legs. And anyway, things were going everywhere. Um, she's great. Um, she's a paralegal and a law student, and she's been living here in Melbourne for four years. Um, yeah, let's welcome Tash. A Catholic Aboriginal, it sounds like a conundrum, but it was my childhood. Given the nature of this event, you've probably figured out that I'm also someone who had to come out of the liquor cabinet, which is another layer of inconsistency. And Now, an Aboriginal lesbian isn't something that's uncommon, and like, this is something that I'm really proud of and really grateful for but it's the intersection of these three identities that turn my thoughts into that little uh, icon on a window screen that's just like shooting around and not achieving anything but also never leaving Um, and I remember being about seven years old when I began questioning my faith when I was almost two years old I had a lengthy seizure which caused my heart to stop twice and I remember reflecting on this years later and thinking If it was God's will for me to die, why did he allow me to be saved? And if it was his will for me to be saved, why did he allow me to die? And apart from the realisation that God was obviously a gubber, I remember reflecting and deciding that the strangers that were in the medical team that saved my life were morally better than any God that I had believed in. And I figured these people who were perfect strangers had cared for me, they had nurtured me and they had considered my well-being. And this was better than anything that I perceived any God could have done. I took comfort in this throughout my teen years. And then at age 20, when there was an announcement that there would be a national survey about my human rights and my right to marry, I realised that once again I would be relying on complete strangers to care for my well-being, and this time around, I wasn't so sure of their morality. Except this time, there was more to gain than my life, and there was also so much more at risk. I knew in the moments following the announcement that this wasn't a fair fight. I remember the feeling hitting me. I felt as though all the vulgar things that members of the Catholic Church were saying had been thrown into the collection basket and that I had the same basket that my family had always given the little spare money we had. 
I remember feeling like I'd been forced to follow this basket full of loose and heavy coins. I could feel it with every breath I took and every movement of my body. I could feel the heaviness of it and the sting of the heat of their words. I found myself pleading, pleading with the Lord that I wasn't sure I believed in. Asking him if his actions were rooted in love and strength, like I had always been taught, then why? Why were his followers at the front of a campaign that was rooted in hate and fear? I had a sudden epitome on my walk to uni one afternoon. I suddenly and very clearly understood that while my childhood had been immersed in love and in strength, this wasn't from my Catholic family, it wasn't from my church, and it wasn't from the border parish. It was from me, it was from my community, my history, and my bloodline. The strength and the courage that I recognised inside of myself was not God-given, and it was not in his likeness. Just like my curly hair, my wide nose, and my sleep apnea, these were gifts from my mother, (laughs) her father, and his mother. A gift that was 60,000 years in the making. I knew that it was this love and this strength that would lead me to overcome the fight that lay ahead. On this day, I walked to uni slowly because I didn't really want to go. And as I approached the bus stop, a bus pulled in and my eyes were drawn to it. And while it was probably because there was a KFC out on it, there was something about this bus that was drawing my attention. I watched it really intensely and I stopped and stood as it pulled up. The first person out of this bus was a woman and she, she had this glow, like, like on the X-Files intro. There was this just glorious glow surrounding her. At first thought, I thought, Beyonce is here. <laughs> and then she slowly approached me and I recognised the staunchness and, and the resilience and the power that seeped from her face and her skin. And the glow slowly dimmed as she approached me and I realised it wasn't Beyonce. And when I saw her hairstyle, I knew it definitely wasn't Beyonce. But I did know that it was a black fella and I knew by her Doc Martens and skinny ankles that she was a black fella that was queer. I soon learned that her name was Edie. And I have no memory of our conversation on the way to the uni uh, student lounge. Uh, But she was at my uni to run a workshop with black sellers. And I can't tell you what this workshop was about. I can't tell you how long it went. I can't tell you anything about it, except that there was a lot of pizza and the pizza was really good. Um, The whole two hours, I was thinking about how this stranger was going to get me through this survey and also how the pizza parlour made the sauce so good. I realised that this newly found sister and the two of us together were going to get each other through the survey and that we were going to get every other black fella in our circle and our community through the survey. At the end of the workshop, as she rushed to the door, carrying boxes of leftover pizza, I ran to chase her. And uh, running is a very rare occurrence for me, but I, I, I ran the three metres to catch her and panting at her, I said, hey, oi, sis, don't take all the barbecue chicken. <laughs> also, black fellas for marriage equality. She looked at me, really confused, and she said, yeah, sure. And then she left and got in her car. 
with all the barbecue chicken pizza. And anyway, as she was leaving, before she'd even dro drove out of the driveway, I was on Facebook creating a Facebook page for, the, for our community. I was up until the early hours at the student centre, creating graphics, making lists of my cousins who were going to help me that just didn't know it yet, and trying, trying so hard to find out how to get involved in the rallies, how to get black fellas at the forefront of the fight. And I'm still convinced this process would have been a hell of a lot easier with some barbecue chicken pizza. <laughs> when we woke up the next morning, we had over a thousand likes on our Facebook page. And now Sister Girl was interested. It was never intended to take off like a rocket. But seeing the number of supporters on our page felt like being, being wrapped in a big warm hug from an auntie while sitting on her knee by the fire and knowing that you were going to get the first piece of cooked damper. It felt like our community had seen us. Not only had they seen us, but they saw that we were hurting and they saw that we were scared. And they showed their strength and they showed their love. We knew, starting this page, that our community needed us. What we didn't know was how much we needed them. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.